Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast brought to you by the Denver Post. This is sports writer Kyle Newman, joined by my colleague Ryan O'Halloran out here in Dove Valley after another day of availability here in the Broncos offseason program. We'll break down the team as the program gets fired up. What Cortland Sutton and Justin Simmons had to say, two weeks from the draft, who will the Broncos select at number 64 overall, plus takeaways from pressers by Garrett Bowles and Bradley Chubb today. So let's start off with Sutton and Simmons. Ryan, that was a couple days ago here at the facility. What were your biggest takeaways from their reaction, obviously, to the Russell Wilson trade, our first time hearing from them? Yeah, they were asked several times about their reaction for Russell Wilson, like as if the answers were going to get better by the sixth and seventh time they answered it. But I'll digress on that. Um, What you see from them is a level of confidence that feels real. Every NFL team is optimistic at this point of the year. If, if they weren't, they shouldn't be in this league. But it just sort of, you sort of took it to another level with the acquisition of Russell Wilson, the way he's ingratiated himself with the roster, having the throwing sessions in California, being here from the hop to start the offseason program. is They just, they just have a, a belief that he's the guy to, to you know, spark this franchise from their coma of the last six years. And you know, I'll start with Sutton. I'll let, let you take care of Simmons. You know, Cortland, let's face it, he's had a lot of different quarterbacks to catch passes from. Now he goes into the training camp. He goes into OTAs knowing that Russell Wilson's the guy. So you work on that chemistry. And Sutton is in the first year of a monster contract. I, he, was a, he was subpar last year coming off that knee injury. Second year post-ACL, no brace. You know, there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed, so to speak, on offense. But if you're Cortland Sutton, you know that this is a guy you do not have to be totally wide open to catch a pass from Russell Wilson. He's going to throw you open. He's not going to be afraid to throw a 50-50 ball. So he uh, Sutton should be excited. You know, flip it over to the defense. You wrote about Justin Simmons and sort of his take uh, in the paper earlier this week. What, you know, what were sort of your thoughts on him? So obviously he's enthralled, excited, over the moon, whatever you want to go with about Russ coming into the town. But he said, hey, hey, hold on a sec. All that's not going to mean much if the defense doesn't live up to our billing. Of course, the defense last three years under Fangio, that was the strength of the team. Last year they were third in points allowed, average points allowed per game. But they're going to have to replicate that or do even better this year, Simmons says. They're going to have to uh, force more takeaways. They're going to really just have to step it up across the board. And Simmons mentioned specifically the secondary, Kareem Jackson coming back on a one-year deal. But they, they got a new nickel back. They got some you know, some communication issues that we saw rear itself last year at various points. So Simmons says, we got to shore that up. We got to be the defense that can get the stops so where Russell Wilson doesn't have to have the fourth quarter comeback. Now, Broncos defense has not been that defense the last three years, last six years. Even as under Fangio, they were pretty good they still could not get those pivotal stops in certain games to win games, push the Broncos over the hump. We'll see if that changes this year. Yeah, to me, they've been hollow numbers. It's sort of like in, exactly. base, the case, it's sort of like in baseball where the guy hits 350 in September when there's nothing on the line to pad his stats. You know, they padded their stats against bad teams, chiefly the start of last year. But one thing that Justin brings up a lot is there were several chances over the last three months of, of the 2021 season this defense could not get off the field. They cannot give their offense another shot at the end to force overtime or to win the game. And one of those communication issues early in the year were long passes allowed where guys weren't on the same page. So um, I do appreciate Simmons saying that because this division is loaded on offense. You know, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, 
Patrick Mahomes is still in Kansas City and will be forever. Uh, Justin Herbert, you expect him to be better in year three, and he was great in year two So with the Chargers. So this defense is going to have to, to to bow up and be better. That's why and George Payton believes that because then you don't you sign Randy Gregory, DJ Jones, and K1 Williams, and I think you know then they're going to use some draft capital on some defensive guys. So reinforcements were required, and this defense, besides the numbers, they have to be a lot better. Secondary gave up 11 passes of over 40 yards last year, ranked in the bottom third of the league. So we'll have to shore that up, especially in the big play AFC West, as Ryan alluded to. This is the First Orange Podcast, brought to you by the Denver Post out here in Dove Valley, breaking down the Broncos here about mid-April, and hey. Don't look now. Two weeks from about today, the draft will be starting. And Ryan, who do you think they're going with at number 64 overall? I know there's been a lot of names floating around, some different positions. Trey McBride, a local in there, floated. Who do you think they're going with right now? Well, I'll go off the book a little bit. If I had to put five bucks down on offense, defense, or trade down, I'd say trade down. Because George Payton likes a lot of picks. He admits he wants a lot of arrows to fire at the board. Okay, let's just say they stop at 64. I don't think Trey McBride's going to be there because uh, I think he's going to be the first tight end drafted. Yep. And his stock has risen um, over the last two months because he had a monster combine. He had a terrific pro day. I think the pro day clinched that he was going to be going in the top 45, yeah. I think. so. Four or five-ish, that clinched. Yeah, yeah. and so – but you look at the Broncos right now. Maybe I'm in the minority here. They need an edge rusher. They need more edge rushing depth because Randy Gregory – doesn't have a history of playing the full season. Bradley Chubb doesn't have a history of playing a full season. So uh, I think, you know, edge rusher, tight end, I still think they need to add uh, some depth at corner. They only got five under contract, and I think they need to add a big body on the defensive line and then, um, you know, a safety as well that can maybe eventually replace Kareem Jackson and challenge Caden Stern. So uh, a, a long answer to a short question, but if, if they stay at 64 right now, I think their pick would be an edge rusher. Well, and you mentioned a great point about George Payton. From what we've seen in his short tenure here, year plus as the Broncos GM, he certainly knows how to wheel and deal and accumulate the darts. And it seems at times he's playing chess and other GMs are playing checkers where he's willing to, you know, take the short-term loss of, hey, I won't be able to pick here or trade back. And at the end of the game, end of the season, beginning of the offseason, whatever, he's got more darts more, you know, so-called ammunition to, to build that roster. Have you been impressed with just his will and dealing, and are you anticipating a lot of that here on draft weekend? I, I do, and and I, and I joke with him and people in the organization that sometimes I feel like he makes a trade because he's got bored, and obviously that's not the case. But, <laughs> but I think what's going to limit his – activity a little bit this year is he doesn't have a first or second round next year right and that and by no means do i think he would have traded those but you have to hold on to that third your fourth and i think you might want to trade down once or twice next week in two weeks excuse me to add a pick in 2023 because right now you're sort of barren there so i, I do think especially on day three he will be doing a lot of moving and shaking first orange podcast that's ryan o'halloran this is kyle newman we'll close the show here from dove valley of course, we'll have more draft analysis here in the coming weeks. But let's talk about some takeaways from the pressers today. Garrett Bowles and Bradley Chubb, a couple leaders on opposite sides of the football. Bowles talked about how he wants to continue to be that leader, that locker room leader this year. He talked about the importance of keeping Russell Wilson upright. Obviously, Wilson had an issue with that in Seattle. And Bowles at the left tackle position 
it's going to be key in that, especially against the stacked AFC West pass rushers. But, Ryan, you're writing about Bradley Chubb for Friday's paper. What did you think of him and, obviously, his goal? Play all 17 this year. He's got to stay on the field. Yeah, I, I appreciated his accountability. And, you know, he was that way at the end of last year. Uh, there's no way that Bradley Chubb should go through even a half a season of activity without a sack. Did he come back too early? Maybe. Yeah, was he limited? Yes. But still, I mean, this is a huge year. And, you know, he's playing on the fifth-year option, which means he could hit free agency next year. So he says he's the focus is on the here and now, which I tend to believe because of the finances. As a first-round pick, he's probably going to end this year with maybe $35, 36000000 million in earnings. Compare that to a Justin Simmons, his rookie deal, he made like $8 million total. So I think there was more of a sense of urgency there. But Chubb knows that, hey, to get that next contract here or anywhere else, he's got A, stay on the field, and B, he's got to produce. He had that great rookie year playing opposite of Von Miller, missed the second year with an ACL. Was, yeah, yeah, so-so is third year, and then last year was a wash with the and two so, ankle so surgeries. So-so, he sneaked in the Pro Bowl yeah. because of a couple big games against crappy teams. Yeah, yeah. And yeah and the Jet Thursday night game where everybody watches that game because there's nothing else on TV that night, He that was his monster game. And that, he made the Pro Bowl on that. So, uh, But you know, digressing is it's going to be interesting to see with Ejiro Evero, the new defensive coordinator, does he try and put Chubb in some other spots to create matchups along with Randy Gregory? Do they do they maybe put Bradley inside in a two-point stance on third down to see if he can outquick a guard or a center? Uh, do they line him and Gregory up on the same side? You know, Vic Fangio did that a couple times with Miller and Chubb through the years, but not too often. So I think they, I think the coaches uh, maybe have to get a little more creative to create some stuff for Chubb. And I really think the first month of the season is going to be huge for Bradley. He's got to get off to a good start. He's got to build his confidence because even as he said, hey, it's tough not to get discouraged over the injuries. So get him through camp, get him on track, and then have a big season. And it's the First Orange Podcast. That's Ryan O'Halloran. This is Kyle Newman. Keep it tuned to DenverPost.com slash Broncos as we'll have continued coverage of the offseason program and heading into the NFL draft here in a couple weeks. Broncos picking at number 64 overall to start the draft. Thank you for listening in to today's show. Appreciate you tuning in. Come back next week for more analysis. Until next time, folks, take it easy.